welcome to All The Things Podcast. I am Regina Lawrence, your host. I am a lawyer turned soulful business and life strategist and a transformational mindset coach. I'm also the founder of the community, All The Things Business. I have created a community of women who can truly be all of the things. Successful, spiritual, sexual, and wildly unique. All while creating a life of purpose and passion according to our own rules. We don't have to look or be the person that society dictates or demands for us to be anymore. We don't have to play by somebody else's rules. We can truly be whoever we want, and that person can be all of the things. Welcome to my podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to this week's episode of All The Things. My name is Regina Lawrence. I am the host of All The Things podcast, and I'm so happy to have you here. So today's episode is kind of a continuation of something I talked about a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, I talked about how I transitioned from being a corporate attorney to owning my own business, having two businesses, being a business coach, and why I made that transition. And I gave some, some talk around how, how I did that. Something that came up through that episode, and that has been a huge thing for me to overcome, is understanding that my identity is not as that of an attorney. And I think oftentimes we, we think that the thing that we are doing and the profession that we have is our identity. And it just is who we are. And so when our job or our profession is who we are, the idea of leaving the job or leaving the profession seems impossible because our whole identity is tied to that thing. So let me use myself as an example. I was a lawyer. To become a lawyer, I still am a lawyer. I just don't practice. To become a lawyer, it took a lot of time and effort and energy. I went to college and then after college I had to apply and get into law schools. So then I went to law school and I studied really, really hard and then got through law school and then I studied for the bar exam and passed that. And then after that I went and got a master's of law for a year. So a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of education and money went into becoming an attorney. That education and that profession really helped to shape the way that my brain functions, the way I do things, the way I operate, the way I exist as a person and a business owner. And so because law had become such a huge part of my life, because it had taken so much effort and so much energy and so much time, I really became married to that identity. I had that laser-focused goal which I think we can all identify with. A lot of times we'll have these really big goals and we're so laser focused to get to that thing that it becomes our all and our everything. And that's how I was with the practice of law. I started practicing law and like I was an attorney. Like that is who I am. That is what I'm doing. So because I'm an attorney, what are the goals within this practice that I am going to accomplish? Even though... 
I started to become very unhappy and unsatisfied and unfulfilled with the profession and also with what my life would look like within the profession. I felt like I had to stay in it. And I had someone say to me once, Regina, you're not an attorney. That is not your identity. You are Regina, and you have had lots of jobs and lots of vocations in this lifetime to be a daughter, to be a sister, to be a partner, to be a lawyer, to be a law professor. But those are just vocations. They're not my identity. And so I started to think about it from that perspective. And and this applies whether you are in a profession or your profession is to be a stay-at-home parent, whatever it is, I challenge you to start to think about the way that you identify yourself. Do you look at yourself and you say, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Those are things that are a huge part of your life. They are pivotal in your life, but they are not who you are. And a lot of times when we identify as being our profession or our vocation, we neglect the human, we neglect the soul, we neglect the person, because we are able to put all of our energy on this external career that we have adopted, and we stop putting energy into ourselves. Our professions and our jobs and our vocations can be major distractions from doing the work that is required to find true peace and fulfillment and happiness in this lifetime. For me, I was so laser focused on the task at hand, each task as it came up, going to school, getting good grades, going to law school, getting good grades, Pat getting through law school, studying for the bar. I was always fixated on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. That was really great because it enabled me to not pay attention to how I was actually feeling inside of my body. I was able to check out and to just pretend that I was fine. And it enabled me to distract myself from the work I had to do on myself. This applies across the board. I have so many friends who are super high achievers, incredible, brilliant human beings. And like me, they went to law school or they went to school and they used it as a major fucking distraction. And we don't do the human work and we don't do the soul work. And then we wonder why one day we wake up in our 30s and we question everything that we're doing with our lives because the human and the soul is not happy. And that is where I was. I see it with people who want to become mothers. They or want to get married, not necessarily because it's the thing that they really want, but because it is a distraction from the work that really needs to be done. It's really interesting. We are really good at running from ourselves, from our trauma, from so many things. And I say that from experience because I did that for so many years. And it wasn't until I started to change my relationship with who I am and what I want out of this lifetime that I was able to start to do that work and make the separation. So if you are somebody who's listening to this and you have spent your life just 
totally identifying with your job, your profession, your career, your vocation, and you're seeking to create some distance and to find out who you really are, I want to tell you some things that I did that really helped me work through that and to make the shift from, I am Regina the attorney, I am Regina the girlfriend, I am Regina the law professor, to just, I am Regina. And one of the first things I did was I started to make time for myself to be with myself in silence. <laughs> I, felt a, I felt a sigh over there. Like, sometimes being alone with ourselves and our thoughts and our feelings just with ourselves is really daunting and really scary. And I totally acknowledge that and I, and I honor that. But it's in the space, it's in the white space, it's in the peace, it's in the quiet, it's in the alone moments that we, we can't run from ourselves. We are who we are and we are where we are and there's nowhere to go. And so if you are really seeking to tap into who you really are without the titles and the experiences, sit in silence, have a journal and write down things that come up for you. I, when I started this process, I realized that I had a lifetime of achievements and pursuits that I have gone at, gone after and accomplished. And yet I was still really unhappy inside my soul. And I was baffled. Why are you so unhappy? You have done what you have sought to do. And then I started to dig in the silence and I realized there were so many things that I had never dealt with that I had just buried deep, deep, deep down inside of me. Like I hadn't fully processed and understood <clears throat> my feelings around my parents' divorce and the impact that that had on me. I hadn't really addressed my own codependency issues and my own, you know, issues with addiction to performance and to perfection. And I started to dive deep into that to figure out what was really important to me and what really mattered. And it was through that that I was able to f figure out who I really am and what I really stand for and what I really believe in and, and have it not be connected to a job or profession, a partner, a place in a family, right? So I give you massive permission to, to, to start to do that work and just, just to start to sit in the silence and to be with yourself and with your thoughts is so, so transformative. Um, a couple books that I read that were so pivotal for me in understanding myself, I read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. <clears throat> that book was so powerful because... It showed me that I am not stuck in who I am. I need a little sip of water there, you know. I'm not stuck in who I am. <clears throat> we as humans have the ability to change. Biologically, our brains have the ability to change and to morph and to transform, and we are never stuck who we are. I read You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. That book was really transformational for me because I, under, I started to understand 
the effect that trauma and experiences have on the body and how experiences that are unprocessed can get trapped in the body and lead to disease. And that was huge for me because I was a stuffer. I would stuff down my feelings and I would stuff down my emotions and then they would manifest in my body in lots of weird ways that I didn't understand until I started to do this work. Um, what were some other really pivotal? Oh, the most pivotal book for me was, uh, it's called Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. I never thought I was codependent until I read this book. And I actually believe that most people are very codependent and we just don't realize how it manifests. I think part of like humanity is having to manage codependence. So that was another book that I always refer back to. It's been so transformational for me. But really, aside from the books, just starting with myself and being with myself and being comfortable with being with myself and being in the silence and just being alone was really powerful. So I invite you to do that. I invite you to start small, five minutes a day. Commit to five minutes a day for two weeks and see what comes up for you. See what comes forward for you. When I would do the silence, I would just ask for guidance, whatever you believe in. Even if you don't believe in a higher power, <clears throat> even if you yourself is the highest power, ask yourself, what, what do I need? What needs to come forward? And just sit in the silence and breathe for five minutes. Do it for two weeks and let me know what happens. I hope this is helpful, guys. I hope you have such a beautiful week. We're just having a little quickie this week, but I wanted to pop in and share this with you guys. So I hope you have the most beautiful week and I will talk to you next week.